before you give it away. Hey, all right. There's, <laughs> the, there's the dig we were waiting for. Stephen Hargis, he'll probably be there at the Jamboree. Now I know he'll be there at the Jamboree. Of course, Chattanooga Times Free Press Sports Editor. Appreciate the time this afternoon, Stephen. And what a, uh, well, how you doing, first of all? Everything good? I am feeling my age today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you did the, uh, the I call it a barnstorming tour. I don't know what you want to officially call it, but you visited a whole bunch of schools and practice on opening day for high school football practice. And frankly, it's about as, uh, it's about our time of year. We just love covering that stuff. And I know you do too, man. So appreciate it. Yep, yep. Uh, enjoyed it as always. Uh, but seriously, I mean, you, I noticed I had to be back up at six thirty this morning for to be in the office for meetings and, and wrapping everything up. By by the time I finished writing last night, it was close to eleven. So in bed by eleven thirty. So I am I am headed home from the office and going to be due for an old man nap at some point. <laughs> uh, but man, it, it is a lot of it's always kind of the personal time. To, even though we've been working on the the high school preview section for a while, this is actually the time to go out there and see, you know. Even snippets. I mean, I'm only, I'm only at those schools for about you know ten minutes tops, uh, but just to get little snippets of kind of how the coaches feel about it, how the, what the players look like, what they're going through, it kind of signals you know that hey, it's it's just literally just around the corner, uh, and the season is here. Give the stats. How many total schools? How long did it take? How far did you travel? Uh, two hundred and thirty point nine miles, I think. Nineteen schools. Uh, a little over, probably close to about a 14-hour day, I guess, from start to finish. <laughs> you need, but I just about need an oil change before, before and after that one. <laughs> oil change, tire rotation. I, I, need, I, I think I need my tires rotated, too, by the time it's over. That'll, that'll happen during the nap, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. start, started off at Baylor, so just talk about them. Obviously, phenomenal things they accomplished last year. Yeah, and and guys, everybody that you know around the office or anybody that coaches, other coaches that asked me, you know, who was the most impressive? I always preface it with, let's put Baylor and Macaulay over here in a, in a separate box. I mean, they are, that's just how much further ahead they are than everybody else. They don't look like, you know, the old one of these things, it does not look like the others. Well, two of these things, Baylor and Macaulay do not look like the other teams that you, in our area. They just don't. They are, they are loaded with a capital L, uh, with talent. Uh, both of them will have multiple players on the dynamite dozen. Uh, and, and rightfully so because they've got, you know, several kids on their rosters, uh, both of them that have, you know, SEC, ACC type offers and then multiple ones behind them that have, you know, uh, slightly lower mid-major to, to FCS type offers. So Baylor McCauley were the most impressive, but you knew that going in. Uh, a, a few teams that we don't talk about a lot that I, I really think have potential to at least be, uh, dangerous, be, be those type teams that nobody wants to really line up on the field with central for one and and i wrote about it in, in today's story that wayne turner and we all know you know wayne is a friend of the show for you guys and a friend of us at the paper uh legendary coach at tyner uh did you know magnificent things when he was there he's now the defensive coordinator at central and they had a five-team scrimmage that central was a part of and and the defense did not and, and think about this now a seven-on-seven scrimmage against four of the teams they did not allow a touchdown pass all day that's a, mm. that's stupid so, good yeah, so Central Central's got some dudes that that can lock you down in the secondary. They've got some dudes all around. Kirk Jones. You, you always know when you ask the coaches, you know, uh, how are you feeling about this year? You know, just kind of to break the ice. And when they just smile real big, you kind of go, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you, like, you like your team. So Kurt certainly likes his team. Kirk, Coach Kirk Jones likes his team. I think Central's a dangerous team. I think Brainerd. 
could be because they've got size. They've actually got a little depth, which Brainerd never has. Uh, and they've got some absolute, they always have athletes, but they've got some top tier athletes. Now, you know, Martell's Carter Jr. is a junior and is one of the top rated athletes in the state. I think he'll be a DB at the next level, but he could be a receiver. You know, he's, he's that kind of guy. He's going to play quarterback for them, could play running back, receiver, anywhere because he's so athletic. And, and Terrence Lee is another guy who has mid-major offers, long, you know, a tall defensive back. And, and then they've got a kid, Jarvis Strickland, who is a monster, and he's one of the highest-rated freshman offensive linemen in the state. So Brainerd is going to be one of those teams that, you know, talent-wise – you don't really want to – if they're healthy and they've got all their dudes with them, uh, they're a very dangerous team. And I think, uh, you know, Tyner, we saw what they did last year. I think Tyner, by the second half of the season, if you're going to get Tyner, you might want to get them early because I think late in the season they've got a lot of young kids who didn't play last year, uh, but Christian Maynard was their offensive coordinator last year, now their head coach. He, he said, we've got some guys who are really – hungry and, and are, are practicing like they've got a chip on their shoulder that they want to prove. They've heard everybody talk about Tyner lost all their players. You know, Tyner lost so much talent. They're tired of hearing about that. They want to take their turn to now go out there and prove it. And he's put the challenge to them that Tyner has always been known as a team that will ab- absolutely come up and strike you. That's and a you guys want to be that, that bunch that is not seen as, as quite as physical as Tyner's been before. And he said since spring to now, he said he's got some guys that will come up and lay a lick. So – uh, I think those are some teams, you know, Tyner, obviously, we do talk about quite a bit, but the other two, Brainerd Central, don't get as much love, but I think they're going to be dangerous teams. You mentioned Brainerd, 17 total starters back, too, and uh, like you said, with a little bit of depth and, and some luck as far as the injury front. Um, I mean, that alumni base and that school's just been itching to be back good at football. Yeah, they have, and, and they've got the guy at the, at the top now, Mark, Martell's Carter Sr., um, obviously Martell's dad, uh, or to have Junior's dad, since he's been there, the one thing he has done, he's so involved with these kids, you know, taking them to camps, getting them seen by colleges, showing them a lot, you know, that he cares about them. Um, those kids are returning the loyalty instead of going to other places scattered around. And, and he, you know, he's pretty upfront when, when I've had conversations with him that there have been other schools who have come in sniffing around some of his kids, you know, trying to pull them away from Brainerd. They have, for the most part, they've lost a couple of kids uh, here and there, but for the most part, they have stayed loyal to him and, and have stayed there. And so he's now got a good group. He's going to reap the benefits of that because he's got a good nucleus of guys that, that could really help them have a, a special year. I'm super excited about Hickson, obviously, uh, being a graduate, but the Bernard kid that played quarterback last year has, uh, I know his mom, she actually works at the bank I go to. And oh, <laughs> so wow. she's got me, she's my scoop, my inside information. But she said, you know, he was, a, he liked playing quarterback, but he really wanted to hit somebody. So they bring in a younger quarterback and they move Bernard to a linebacker. So I, I think he, you know, he's got a little bit of a nasty streak. If you want, if you love hitting someone so much, oh, you give up playing loved quarterback. It. Loved it. Uh, so in, in first year head coach Nick Rivers, a former alum too, or an alum, former grad. I, I don't know. Um, they're they're kind of in that same vein with Brainerd, where you're you're dealt the cards you're dealt first of all, and sometimes depth can be an issue. But I think the excitement around the Hickson uh, folks are obviously fueled by Nick Rivers higher. Yeah, Nick is going to. He's one of those guys that is, is going to do a great job uh, as far as on the field. He knows the game off the field. Uh, he's going to have those kids. You know, they are going to they're going to do things the right way. Uh, really impressed with him. And I know coming out of spring practice, Quake, he felt really good. Numbers were up. 
Uh, he felt really good about the positivity, and that's what he he just preaches positivity to these kids. And even uh, yesterday, you know, whenever a lot of people were going out to hit, you know, couldn't wait first day to, to strap on the pads, and he's being realistic. Hey, it, it's a it's hot. Uh, B, so much of the game, let's be honest, is about using your hands, getting off blocks, you know, uh, the fundamentals of, of making the, the right tackle and that kind of thing. He said, we're going to keep working on those things. The guys I've got, he said, I saw it in the spring that they're already they're tough, and I know already that they're tough and they're physical because they're playing football, and you have to be to play this sport. So he said, I'm not worried about going out there and just banging heads just for the sake of doing that. We're going to learn about doing things the right way, uh, you know, linemen, <clears throat> uh, how to block the right way, how to shed blocks the right way, how to tackle the right way. Uh, securing the ball, you know, that kind of thing. So he was working, going to work a lot on fundamentals this whole week. And, and that just tells you, you know, kind of he's, he's, he's making sure that they have everything uh, wrapped up tight going into uh, the closing weeks as we get closer to the season. How about the smooth transition from Hickson to Red Bank? Uh, how, how surprised on the 1-10 to 10 meter, how surprised were we with the uh, Dewan Morris news of transferring to Murfreesboro, Oakland? Because that one kind of hit me totally out of the blue. Yeah, a little bit, uh, only because, you know, he's born and raised Chattanooga. Um, Knows some of the details, but not enough to really speak publicly on, on, you know, the reasons for leaving there. But, you know, folks can put two and two together. And and T.T. Hill, who was an All-State running back at Oakland, transferred to Brentwood Academy. Uh, One of the four or five kids they got last week to Brentwood Academy. Um, And so Oakland needed a running back. And it was pretty well known. A few folks that, that I know around the state had, had joked that, you know, lock up your running backs. Oakland has won three straight state championships for a reason. They're not going to let the cover be bare. Mm-hmm. And running back was the one glare. You know, they needed a playmaker, and they got one with Dewan. Uh, so, you know, he's going to move He's going to move to Murfreesboro um, and, and play there. He'll fit in really well there. He's, he's a very gifted player. He was going to be one of our, you know, top-rated players because he is in the state uh, coming up next year, you know, as, as, a, as a younger kid. But – uh, he's a known commodity. A lot of folks saw him, and there were a lot of people pulling him in a lot of different directions. I'll just say this. Oakland was not the only place that made contact with him to to, to come there. And, and, and I'm not even talking about anybody in the Chattanooga area. I'm talking about there were multiple other teams tugging at that kid to, to come to their school, uh, and which would mean he would have had to pick up and move because it was uh, more than an hour away. Right. Oh, anytime you get an A and M offer, uh, that's going to put uh, that's going to put the uh, you're the, on the radar, the tower up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's some Nashville private schools right now who you know, in their words, they're trying to make up the ground that that Baylor Macaulay have. You know, Baylor Macaulay when D two started, they went two and nine and one and eight. I mean, they were they were you know had a lot of ground to make up. Well, they've done that now. You know, the last four years it's been a Chattanooga D two AAA team that won it. Macaulay won three in a row. Baylor won it last year. Both of those teams look like the top two teams this year. So what, what Nashville has, you know, they have a much bigger pool to pull from of, of student athletes because, you know, Nashville's so much bigger, obviously. But also, uh, I, I think some of their alums have basically said, let's, let's find a way around, you know, whatever the, the TWSAA NIL rule is, and let's, let's help these kids give them another incentive to come to Nashville to play for, for these schools. And so you see that Innsworth picked up some guys. Lipscomb Academy's picked up some dudes. Uh, Brentwood Academy certainly last week had uh, an even better <clears> – <throat> recruiting hall than than uh tennessee has had with some of the guys they got you know they picked up a darius bowman's nephew from knoxville who's now at brentwood academy right uh mm-hmm. i mean they, they've got some some guys to make up the ground and it is you know one of the stories i'm working on right now is just the the, the transfer portal that has trickled down we knew it was going to happen we just didn't know it would happen this quickly but it has certainly trickled down to the high school level uh once they open the nil 
for high school kids, similar to, to college, now it's, it's opened the door for the transfer portal to basically be an actual thing in the state. Yeah, it's crazy. Two things, because we just have a couple minutes left, but uh, thoughts on Chattanooga Christian? Obviously a whole lot of turnover there, three head coaches in four years. Now it has uh, been tasked for our friend Grant Reynolds to do some things. But, boy, in your article I saw they have two guys, Darius Talley, 6'4", 330, and Ian Madrano, I think is how you pronounce it, 6'4", 320, uh, Virginia Tech, and... <laughs> That's a good way to start with some monsters up front. Yeah, not not many high school kids can stand eye to eye when when Tony Brown is instructing you, and you can stand and look him in the eye instead of having to look up at him. But that, that's a couple of kids that CCS has, and CCS has the right guy. I mean, Grant Reynolds. The one thing we know, that guy wins. He, he won at Boyd Buchanan when he, when he was the defensive coordinator, helped them to, to three consecutive state championship games, when, and they won one of those. Um, and then when he took over as head coach, he took them back to a state championship game. Uh, left, went to Madison Academy uh, at 4A in Alabama, took them to multiple state championship games. Uh, and he's East Hamilton, they won back-to-back um, uh, a share of or outright region championships. So, I mean, that guy's going to – he's going to win at CCS. And he's also the guy who, you know, his time spent in public school, and I know with, with Grant's faith, he's really happy to be back in a, in a, in a Christian school uh, where he can, you know, be more open about sharing his faith with kids without having to worry about, you know, stepping on toes in the in the public school setting. Right. I think he's really happy with where he is at CCS. I think they've got the guy now. Uh, I think that that the word that has unfortunately been spent in the last couple of years, uh, whereas you mentioned they had three coaches in four years. I think they've got their guy who's going to be there for a long time, and they're going to win the right way, and they're going to win big with him. Um, because that's that's the one thing that guy. You know, his defenses are going to be good. He's the D coordinator at Boyd. He's going to have solid defenses. He's going to have a lot of kids that want to come in and play for him. Uh, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I, I expect big things from CCS. Now, CCS and Boyd and, and Boyd Buchanan, you see a, a huge uptick in the, in the talent that they've had even since last year with Gary Rankin there. They've still got leaps and bounds. We talked about the, the Baylors and McCauley's and how they had to make up a lot of ground years ago. That's kind of where CCS and Boyd are right now. So it'll be interesting to watch and see what they do because CPA, even the Lipscomb Academy moved up, moved up to AAA, CPA, who has looked like, you know, a Baylor Macaulay, Lipscomb, Brentwood Academy type team playing at the AA level, they're still in AA. So Boyd and CCS and, and, and Notre Dame and Silverdale, all those things, they're st- they've still got a monster they have to deal with over in the mid-state. But uh, both CCS and Boyd for sure look like they, they have some, some real legit players on their roster. Go ahead. Final thing for me, South Pittsburgh, uh, they obviously, you mentioned in the story, they picked up, speaking of transfer portal, Martavius Collins, 6'4", 255. He's a transfer from the Rome Wolves in Georgia. And then, of course, they got the uh, wide receiver. Was he a CCS guy or who was the other transfer? AJ Wallace, yeah. AJ Wallace. Wallace, that's right. Uh, yeah, so they, they got, uh, and it didn't take long. You walk out there, AJ kind of fits in with a lot of the, the athletes they had on the field when you look at him. Um, you know, they've got some other kids that look similar to him. You, they didn't, there was nobody on the field that looked like the Martavius Collins kid. So when I got there and you, you see him kind of, A, he's not in pads yet because he's still doing the heat acclimation that, that all the other kids that did last week. Uh, B, when you see somebody 6'4 and probably about 255 playing tight end, uh, you kind of go, okay, well, that, that, I don't remember that kid. Let's, let's find out more about him. And then you find out, you know, that he, he was ineligible to play in the state of Georgia. Uh, had some things happen down there, uh, not nothing you know related to to his personality or anything like that. But I think he was trying to transfer to Calhoun, 
Uh, some things happened with that transfer where he was declared ineligible at Calhoun, and then they just said, well, rather than you know only saying Calhoun, they're just going to declare him ineligible in Georgia. So he then he had to go to either Tennessee or Alabama to play, and I think he and maybe A.J. knew each other. Some other players from South Pitt knew each other from, from some camps, and so that's really the way it's happened a lot with a lot of these kids is the kids see each other at camps, and they say, we're going to be pretty good, but we'd love to have you come join us. Uh-huh. So that's one of the things I had heard was that he, he struck up some friendships with some of those other guys at camps, and once they found out he was looking for a place to go, I know there were a couple other schools in Chattanooga that, that had reached out to him knowing his situation, uh, but he already had a relationship with these guys and wound up going down there, and he, he definitely – stood out let's let's just say that at the 1a level he's an auburn commit too so that shows you the level of athleticism steven continue to uh, do great things my man we read you all the time and uh, great work as always with the times